Hello and welcome. This is Elizabeth Bernhard with Build Smart, Lead Strong on the Michigan Business Network. I'm really excited that you joined this conversation today because we are going to be talking with a friend and a colleague of mine from the Industry 4.0 Accelerator, Scott Phillips. And Industry 4.0, if you have not heard about it, you will learn so much about it in this conversation. But I believe if you're a manufacturer in Michigan, given what's happening across the state with Industry 4.0 and manufacturing, you probably aren't brand new to the conversation. But just to give you a little tidbit about Industry 4.0, think of it as the convergence of digital and physical technologies. And it really is this next phase of advanced manufacturing that we already find ourselves deep into. And so Industry 4.0 is a technology, different array of technology solutions that manufacturers are adopting all across the state to help them with increasing productivity, helping them with workforce challenges, and really helping them remain globally competitive. So as I mentioned, we are joined today by Scott Phillips, Program Director with the Industry 4.0 Accelerator. And Scott has a tremendous career pathway, which includes everything from manufacturing, product development, sales, marketing, and financial management. And for more than eight years, Scott has been supporting manufacturers around Industry 4.0, advising them, assessing their challenges, and coaching them through their Industry 4.0 adoption. And today, he has the honor of leading the Industry 4.0 Accelerator through Centropolis Accelerator, and he's very busy connecting Michigan manufacturers to the most cutting-edge Industry 4.0 technology companies. So you'll be hearing about that today. So, Scott, welcome. Great. Thank you. What an introduction. I hope I can live up to it. Oh, you can. I'm sure of it. (laughs) Yeah, so Scott, tell us about yourself and the work that you lead with the Industry 4.0 Accelerator. Yeah, it's really a great opportunity. It's doing the things I like to do every day. So I grew up in manufacturing, mostly with Whirlpool Corporation over on the west side of Michigan and out at the plants in Ohio. And then I had a chance of about eight years ago to do some consulting through federal programs through the Department of Commerce with manufacturers in Ohio, Indiana, and Michigan. And then about two years ago, Dan Radonsky from Centropolis at Lawrence Tech asked me to get involved in this program called the Industry 4.0 Accelerator. And for the last year, I've been the managing program director for it. So the Accelerator is funded by the state of Michigan. We're a statewide service provider, similar to Automation Alley or MMPC in Plymouth. We work with regional groups and economic developers to help do matchmaking, like Elizabeth said, to help listen to manufacturers' problems and match them up with technologies. And we're managed by Centropolis at Lawrence Tech and Lean Rocket Lab in Jackson, Michigan. Right. Thank you, Scott. So you mentioned some of the problems and challenges that manufacturers are facing. Can you describe some of those today and how you're helping address them? Yeah. Well, if I just think of the top things we hear about, it tends to differ a little bit, whether we're talking to a small, medium manufacturer or what we would call a mid-market or a large. But I would say for small, medium manufacturers, it's labor shortage. You know, there certainly are other supply chain issues and uh, changing market conditions and regulations. But I think the thing we see and hear the most is what can they do to augment the people they have? What can they do to recruit new people and retain them for sure? But with the people they have, which technologies can they use to augment the existing workforce and make their work safer, better, more enjoyable, and get more productivity? Right. And can you speak to some of the technologies that you are finding the SMMs, the small to mid-size, that they're actually adopting to augment their talent? Yeah, I would say 
the two categories that we see the most interest in collectively and recruit a lot of technologies for are the one we would call immersive training, digital work instructions, and remote collaboration. We kind of slam all that together because the technologies that are using mixed reality and virtual reality to accomplish those three things are all coming together. Nobody's got time to take a seasoned person off the line and train new people. You've got to find ways to be able to train them offline and bring them on and be productive right away. Digital work instructions, you know, contextual work instructions that help inform workers what right actions to take to airproof things. And then remote collaboration is the idea of having one expert be able to train and coach people remotely over multiple facilities. So that area is really hot. And then the other area for sure is automated inspection. The last place you want to use people when you're short on people is inspection, manual inspection. So we see a lot of AI-based machine vision systems. And what's nice is they're becoming more inexpensive and accessible even for small, medium manufacturers. Sonair has been advancing communities and providing opportunities for people in Michigan for more than 25 years. Through lending, investments, and the creation of homes and jobs, Sonair has made a combined $7 billion impact on the communities they serve. Learn more at www.sonair.com. What are some of the average costs for small to mid-sized manufacturers to adopt some of these technologies? You know, it's interesting because we have this grant program in Michigan, which you and I are both very familiar with and we're involved with, and it, it allows up to $25,000 in matching funds. And I would say, interestingly, $25,000 is a good sweet spot to get a pretty good solution to one of those two problems that I just mentioned. Sometimes that can include, you know, a piece of staff software or a piece of equipment as well. But, you know, years ago, it was probably twofold that or threefold that if you were putting in a cobot or some other technologies. But the prices have really come down and the ability to implement some of these without very expensive outside services, that's changing as well. Yeah. And as you said, that grant certainly is helping a lot, which is, of course, yeah. funded by the Michigan Economic Development Corporation. And they have really done a great job of working with partners like our two organizations to help spread the word of the need for Industry 4.0. Yeah, yeah. It's amazing to see how many manufacturers all over Michigan have taken it and been very creative with their solutions. Yes, I agree. Now, Scott, you also mentioned in the beginning that it really depends on the size of company that you're working for. And you gave some examples of what you're seeing with challenges for the smaller companies, and it's really tied to talent. What are you seeing with the larger size companies? So with the very biggest companies, you know, when we're on the phone with everybody from a GM or Ford or Whirlpool or even a big automotive tier one like Lear, Mag, or Berg Warner, there's interestingly a lot of talk about industrial decarbonation, decarbonization and hitting their what's called their ESG goals. You know, these companies are global in nature. They're over in Europe already. And so they are really under the gun to meet specific requirements by the governments, you know, within five years. And so... We're on there talking about how to, you know, change the energy structure of their machinery, how to electrify it, hydrogen gas. So it's interesting. The bigs are really talking about very strategic stuff. The mid-market companies, I'll just mention a couple like a Detroit Manufacturing Systems or a Cadillac Products. You know, they have very, very specific pain points. And we're on the phone with them. 
they have some sort of new line or operation that is not hitting its throughput or its quality levels or something. And so the interesting is they got the people to implement it and they have the capital, but they give us a very, very specific problem to go find solutions for. That's wonderful. That's great to hear. And so are there other funding opportunities? So we've talked a little bit about the Industry 4.0 grant through the MEDC. I know that you have different grants that you can offer related to energy efficiency. Are there any other opportunities you want to highlight today? Yeah, there is. And probably the best source to see some of that is to go on the Centropolis website. But there is through foundations and through the Herb Foundation at the University of Michigan, as an example, there's a restart program funded by the state of Michigan Department of Energy. So For any small medium manufacturer that is looking for maybe a GH greenhouse gas emission study or looking for ways to decarbonize their operations, if you don't find that on the website, please contact me. But yes, there are at least three or four different programs out there. Wonderful, wonderful. And so you mentioned, especially with the larger companies, that they're really looking at decarbonization. Are you seeing that starting to trickle down into conversations with the small to mid-sized a little bit, I think. I think it's becoming more curiosity at this point. Yep. You know, if you think of the pain points of a small medium, you know, a bandwidth is an issue and the owners are working in the business every day. And yes. it's not that they wouldn't want to become a more sustainable company. It's just that the reality is that 80% of the time, they're just trying to get product out the door. So I think the dilemma they have is they don't have the resources that a big company has and they don't have quite the legal mandate yet. Right. Absolutely. I would agree 100%. And I often find, especially with those CEOs as small to midsize, that like you said, they don't have time to step away from the business to work on it and to really think strategically. And that's why organizations like ours can come alongside them and help them to really start to think ahead of what's coming and how to be prepared for it. Yeah, I think so. And I think a lot of organizations, and I know you've seen this too, it's almost like you have to go through these phases. You have to become inspired to adopt industry 4.0. You have to become educated on what it is. You have to have a strategy. And then you have to have a systems and architecture to implement it. And then the last thing you need are specific solutions. And so many times companies start out with that technology solution without passing through those four gateways. But it's good to see somebody, you know, jumping in and moving along. Right. Well, in our subsequent Build Smart, Lead Strong episodes, I'm so excited about this. We're going to be interviewing some of these extraordinary Industry 4.0 technology companies. Can you give us a preview of what's to come? Yeah, you're going to see a lot of really interesting companies. You're going to see WheelMe, which just set up shop at New Lab in downtown Detroit, who comes from Norway straight to Michigan. This is the first autonomous caster in the world, really. So it's the next generation of autonomous vehicles on a shop floor. You're going to see Detected out of Oak Park, Michigan, which is just an incredible technology from Kevin Kerwin. They can detect a lot of things and stop, you know, from an airproofing standpoint. And Kevin's really entertaining. You're going to see Depow out of Detroit, immersive training. You're going to see Invisible AI, which is video analytics of assembly operation. You're going to see uh, PPAP Manager out of Mexico that's come up here and kind of revolutionized the whole PPAP process. So every company you're going to see started somewhere else, either Silicon Valley or Norway or Turkey or Mexico, and they ended up here in Michigan. That's exciting. Like have every confidence that our listeners are going to be really excited to learn about these amazing companies. So thanks again, Scott. And I look forward to continuing the conversation. This is Elizabeth Bernhard, Build Smart, Lead Strong with the Michigan Business Network.